Ah oh, shit, I'm on that drink again. Drink. We the one they talking about. We the one. We the one. We the one they talking about. We the one. We the one they talking about. They talking like your brains out your head, you keep talking loud. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 21. 21, bitch. Of the All Things Sports Podcast. And uh, I'm your host, Julian Gorris, with my co-host, Danny Reich. Mm. Special guest today, the boy Justin here. Uh, Mr. Consistency. The body himself. The in, physical, in physical form. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find the words. No, thanks for having me, guys. For sure, for sure. Thanks for coming on. Um, I mean, as every week, we got a lot to talk about. You know, it's wild, wild championship weekend in the NFL. Um we got to do our MVP picks, you know, who we think is going to go to the Super Bowl, obviously, and all that. Um, NBA news, you know, we got All-Star game coming up. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Another All-Star just took a, you know, toes, lost for some time now, we found out. Uh, we'll get to that later. And the Rockets, you know, I guess they're trying to start fights now. I'm getting gritty with it. They need, they need a trade for Aaron Aflalo so somebody oh, can actually throw God. a punch. But um, going through the secret tunnels, trying to get to the locker rooms. Bad boys making a comeback. So yeah, man, how you been, Justin? It's been a while, you know. We had you on the show. I, I'm, I'm, what episode was that? I don't know. A couple weeks ago. No, nah, it was probably like it was sometime in December. In, we had him called in last month. Yeah, yeah sometime yeah, in December. Right. It was like the first week of December. How you been since then? I've been good. Obviously, gotta tune in every Saturday. Word. But yeah, no, doing good. Everything's good. That's what's up, man. You know us, just recording every week. <laughs> Consistent. Ain't no more curfew, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. out here. You gonna do that? I record my own crib. Nah, nah. But um, you know this this week is actually pretty special because it's championship week, as I said. And I mean, this is it's one week closer to Super Bowl Sunday, and um, we're all excited to see who of the wild three quarterbacks that we didn't expect to be in the championship. Sunday discussion in case Keenum won. Not that we didn't expect the Vikings, you know what I mean, so much, but just to hear the reality that Case Keenum, Nick Foles, and Blake Bortles have the chance to take their team to win the Super Bowl, and they're two wins away from that is pretty weird. And Nick Foles and Case Keenum are going into this game for the first time, a stat that we were talking about, that um, two quarterbacks are facing each other that didn't start week one for their teams. Wow. So that's that's something, you know, weird. Last week we saw the miracle in Minneapolis. Mm. Let's that see play was this crazy. Week, I feel like this week there's going to be some wild, you know, ending to a game. It might be Brady's exit that has us all talking, you know, going into Super Bowl Sunday. If the Jaguars take Florida to the Super Bowl. It's lit. It's rocking. It's fucking lit. That's my pick for my one for our one reason why. That's my hell yeah. Listen, I'm a Dolphin fan, but they're representing Florida. Exactly. They're playing New England. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta roll with Florida. I gotta roll with Jackson. Not root for them. I cannot root for Saxonville. I can't. So that's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting matchup. But like you said, you got the goat against. I guess you can say the the three yeah. young bucks. Here's the goat. So and at least one of these guys, no matter what. It's going to be in the Super Bowl. At least Yeah, one, one of these the two. That's the what NFC I told myself today. And another you know, weird thing is that you have Brady. Like I said, Brady, Foles, Bortles, and Keenum. Keenum is actually 
top five in what QBR. He's top five in touchdowns on third down. He might be the first in the league in touchdowns on third down. I think it is. Um, he's he he has two more stats. I think it's passing yards on third down or something like that. When or when he's getting pressured, something like that. But he's leading like five stats in the top five of the NFL. So he he's been bringing it all year. It's not you know questionable like Blake Bortles where you know they went what ten, ten and six I yeah. think it was. Their defense you know struggled them out a couple games. And and their reputation is Saxonville. You know what I mean. Minnesota is might be the best well-rounded team in the league. And if it's not them, it would have been Philadelphia, in my opinion, with Carson Wentz. You know, with I agree a strong defense, strong offense. And Philadelphia, I've been saying this for weeks now. Like Philadelphia's defense was not supposed to be what it is right now. And Fletcher Cox, he's balling. He's on a money. You know, he's getting paid. He's the highest-paid player on that roster, and he's he's showing why. Last week, we saw up the middle what's going down. Nobody. No Devontae Freeman. No Devontae Freeman. No Tevin Coleman. It was quiet. It was quiet. And Devontae Freeman had to get his yards, you know, through the air, Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan was making good plays. But obviously, if you would have told me it was going to be 15-10, I would have told you the Eagles were going to lose. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have assumed that they would have – one with 15 points versus the Atlanta Falcons' high-power offense. You have Julio Jones, arguably the best receiver in the league. Devontae Freeman is easily a top four running back in the league, arguably a top four running back in the league. Um, Mohamed Sanu is a great number two receiver to put opposite on uh, Julio. Their defense is, you know, their defense is solid. They stepped up the last, what, eight games of the year. And Atlanta basically showed that they are who they were almost last year, you know. And it, it came down to the last play of the game. They could have scored a touchdown on Philly on the last play of the game. We would have been talking about them versus Minnesota, but it's football. So going into Philadelphia at home versus Minnesota, what do you think Philadelphia needs to do to win this game? Well, I think with these two teams, their defense has pretty much carry them been like the consistency aside from obviously the Eagles with Carson Wentz but like as it stands right now it's the defense has definitely been the backbone of each team so it's gonna come out down to a turnover battle which team is gonna have the least amount of turnovers because yeah because with these two defenses like if you especially turnovers in field position and with the weather yeah it's gonna be nasty yeah the weather in Philly so I mean both these teams Running games are dynamic with you have Minnesota having McKinnon and Latavius Murray, and then you have Philly having, you know, Ajayi and Blunt. So, and a good third down running back, Chris Clement. That too. So, yeah, I think it's going to come down to turnovers. And I mean, both these quarterbacks were put in pretty, I'd say, pretty good situations. Case Keenum, he really, you know, balled out. Like, nobody really expected much from him. Coming in, they pretty much just said, you know, get us to the playoffs and then kind of like if we we'll get there. Yeah, we'll figure it out when yeah. we get there. But now as, contending. Yeah, now as the season went on, they're like, we have a shot at this. And they and they trust Case to be their guy, you know what I mean? Like, obviously next year is going to be next year and they have some decisions to make there, which we can actually get into a little after this. But Case Keenum took the job from some from Sam Bradford when he got hurt to from being, you know, hold it down. Get us to where you can to 
hold on, Sam. We, we, we found something. You know what I mean? And, and look at the year Adam Thielen's having. Co-bowling. I'm not, I'm not discrediting and Thielen, but does he have this season with Sam Bradford? I think so. You think so? I just don't know in a sense of escapability with Case Keenum making plays when, when, when things break down. Thielen's one of those receivers like a Doug Baldwin. Come back to the ball, make his play, you know, yak, and and he'll score like that. And he gets open, you know, he he can get open and, and run his routes. But I think Case Keenum did a really good job of finding him this year and taking the pressure off of him because I, I don't think it, it it didn't make it look hard for him to have this good year. You know what I mean? And I give all credit to Chase Keenum. He's he's been delivering with that defense. I feel like it just has stepped his confidence up so much. To where he feels like, you know, if I do make a mistake throughout the game, my defense has our back. They had the Saints 17 zip for half, which obviously in your first playoff game, I give it to Keenum. You know, he didn't look like he was nervous at all. He came out almost through, you know, 10 of 10 and touchdown here, touchdown there. But he looked pretty comfortable versus a, a legitimate safe defense with, you know, two great rookie players, um, a veteran Cam Jordan. You know what I mean? And so I, I give credit to him. I think for my my opinion, I think uh, Philadelphia is going to have to be able to run the ball. They're going to have to take the pressure off of Nick Foles. Obviously, he's not making the plays that Philadelphia wants and expects. He's playing good. He's managing the games. He's not you know, turning the ball over here and there. But Jai is going to have to get it going early again. Um, it does come down in the turnover battle. Luckily with Atlanta, um, I'm not like we don't fact check like we said, but I know Jai fumbled two minutes into the game last week, and I don't recall Matt Ryan throwing an interception or the Falcons fumbling. So the Eagles might have lost that turnover battle, but it was such a good defensive game and a low-scoring game that it didn't really you know, depend on the outcome. Um I think Philadelphia has to win uh, the turnover margin, run the ball effectively, and Nick Foles just, you know, just confident. Just do what you've been doing since you since you got put in the place you've been. And I think the Eagles, I think the Eagles have a shot. I'm not saying that they're going to win. I think the Vikings will win. Um, I think they're the better offensively te- offensive team right now. And like you were talking to me earlier about, I think that they know that they have a chance at a home field Super Bowl, and that's that's big. That's that's something that, you know, if Carson Wentz was playing, I wouldn't be going this route. But Nick Foles out there, Everson Griffin, it's tough. Whoever's left tackle on the Eagles right now, <laughs> he's about to have his hands full. Yeah. Because you don't want Everson Griffin running crazy on that, chasing down Nick Foles like that. I I think the Anthony, old line's got to You know, Anthony Barr, a quarterback killer. <laughs> Anthony Barr is the reason why Green Bay cleaned house. You got you to gotta thank him, kind of. Like it hit the fan and it was like, wait, we we kind of needed to do. We this. got Joe Philbin back because Anthony yeah, Barr. Thank that. you, Anthony. You Barr. guys took him off our. When Joe Philbin was in Green Bay, we had the number one offense in the league, and Rodgers won MVP. So I, I love. It. Thanks, Anthony. You know, <laughs> All right. again. But. When Philbin was in Miami, we had no playoffs. So <laughs> and Philbin was in Indianapolis for these last three years, and we didn't either. So he could he could draw up the plays. He can't call them. He can draw him up. Yeah. He can't. Call he doesn't him. know when to. He draws him up. Let McCarthy call him, and you're set. Let Rogers. Um, <laughs> let Rogers just go out there. Let Rogers be Rogers. He was calling the plays when Huntley was out there, and right. He was yeah, out there I remember scoring that. against Cleveland that game. Um, you know, I don't think 
Minnesota expected Case Keenum to perform this way. And I think the fact that Case Keenum has the potential to lead the Vikings to be the first team in NFL history to win the Super Bowl in their own stadium. Truly. That man might be in the record books forever. Right. Case Keenum. He might go to the Hall of Fame off there. I forgot <laughs> Case Keenum. No. Um, Nobody knew who he – I mean, we knew who he was before this year, but he, he put himself on the map for real. I think the Vikings, in a sense, did. Because, I mean, we always hear in sports that next man up, but to think that the Vikings, Teddy Bridgewater, was their guy. Then Sam Bradford really? comes in after for Teddy Bridgewater's, you know, injury. Bradford comes in, they're like, oh, well, we might have something here. Sam Bradford, their guy. Sam Bradford goes down. Now you have Case Keenum. So I think I give a major credit to this coaching staff because, I mean, to have the next man up at the quarterback position, to this be your third and now you're in one game away from the Super Bowl, I think they knew exactly what they're getting in Case Keenum, and they trust him. I think that's the big thing going into this game. It's coming down to Nick Foles is in, all right, I mean, it's been – how many games now since you know he has to come in? Like, do we? How much playbook do we give him now? Like, you, it pretty much it comes down to trust, right? How much do you trust him? Because to shorten a playbook against a Minnesota defense, that's you're not gonna, gonna, yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna make it alive. But you know that Doug Peterson trusts Foles to you know make the same plays Wentz does. You know it's not gonna happen in the same way, but you know you trust the guy. He's a, he's a starter in the league on another team, so. You got to treat him with respect. And you guys came here for a reason. You can't back out now. You've been doing this all year. You've been going fourth down and two all year. You're going to go fourth down and two this game. And obviously, you know, field position and all that if it makes sense. But I said you're going to take your ago, risks. Mike Zimmer was the best thing to happen to this Vikings team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And look sure. at Pat Shermer. And Pat, Pat Shermer is. He's, look he's at the exploring Giants, other Giants, options now. I think he might be the head coach of the Giants or the Cardinals. Somebody's the Giants, looking at him. The Giants want him. So, obviously, they have to wait till the season's over or if their season finishes next week. But they, I, I agree with you, man. That coach is Mike, Mike Zimmer, Zimmer did his thing for real. He's that the defense best thing to happen in that. Disgusting. And it pains me to say that. But I got to give them credit. Harrison man. Smith better make the Pro Bowl. I was going to say, like, when you guys were naming defensive players, Harrison Smith, I feel like he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. They snub him for the Pro Bowl the same way they do with Bakhtiari. They won't put him in the Pro Bowl, but they'll make him an All-Pro. So I think that, like, Bach doesn't even care. He's like, I'm All-Pro, two All-Pros, one Pro Bowl. That doesn't doesn't add up, but oh well, I'm an All-Pro. Like, Harrison Smith's All-Pro, obviously. They might be on uh, second-team All-Pro together. Because they put somebody else over him, which doesn't make sense. Because last time we played the Vikings, uh, Bakhtiar was going to get against Everson Griffin, and he tried to rush twenty times, didn't touch the quarterback once when when uh, Dave was blocking him. So That's that right there, All Pro first team. All right, <laughs> gotta give the man credit. So let's go to Foxborough now. Everybody knows right. Tom Brady <laughs> back again. Hello, everybody. Uh, seventh straight. AFC Championship game. I think they're the Detroit um, Pistons. Of the they're going 2000s. up against arguably what the best defense in the league. Um, I'd say so. Most hands most down. complete defense. Are they year. going against a team with the best cornerback in the league? Two Jalen Ramsey. Two of the top making four, a, two of the top is, five corners. Is Jalen Ramsey the best cornerback in the league? Making a strong case. I want to see Jalen Ramsey versus Gr- uh, Gronk. I want to hear Jalen Ramsey at Super Bowl media right? weekend. Yeah. 
Oh, the petty. I want to see him versus Gronk, and he has to I own that matchup. He has to own that matchup and and re- realize that this is where you got to show out. Xavier Rhodes, I feel like he's a little, you know, he lets the game get in his head a little bit, and then you know it kind of throws him off during the game. But he's still definitely a top two, top three corner, top competitor. And I'm not going to take his skill away from him, but just playing the game and actually being able to get in your opponent's head and disrupt him. Look at AJ Green. Look what you know. You remember what Jalen Ramsey did to oh, AJ Green? And how he made him look like a little baby. So. <laughs> Man got choke slammed. <laughs> I like Jalen Ramsey to be, you know, best cornerback in the league. Does that does that, that mean does that mean I think that his team is strong enough to beat the New England Patriots in the AFC Championship? Oh, mind you, Rex Burkhead is playing this week. White <laughs> um, is gonna be making noise in Foxborough, that's for sure. What does it take for Jacksonville to beat the Patriots? They got it. Be so so aggressive on Brady. I don't think Brady's ever had a decent O line, but I don't know if has Brady ever faced a defense like this, just a ruthless, tenacious defense like this that will be all over him. I think they're gonna yes. frustrate the shit yes. out of him. He's gonna yes. be so yes. He's gonna be so yes. flustered. Yes, he has. He, he definitely has. That, Mul- that Broncos multiple defense, times. That Broncos defense. Ravens defense. Ravens. Any, any, okay, remember the best defenses of the last ten years. Brady played them. True. That's so. The hype around Jacksonville is 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 real. You know, I feel it. It's it's legit. The the, the we're talking about them with the best defense. I get it, but. Brady's like been there, done that, and I'm not gonna put it past Brady to lose to anybody. Do I want him to lose? Yeah. Do I want Jacksonville to win? Do yes. I? Want, it's not about that. It's about paper, and then it's about when you go and play the game in the in your. Okay, imagine Blake Bortles coming into this week in his first AFC Championship game. He's from Jacksonville. He's not from Jacksonville, but he plays for Jacksonville. He's going to New England. It's going to be 20 degrees out there. That defense shut down Marcus Mariota last week, and they made them look like, one, their offense had no clue what they were doing out there. When we saw all year the most dominant – one of the most dominant rushers in the league was Derrick Henry, and one of the best offensive lines was Tennessee's. Patriots had three consecutive sacks on Marcus Mariota. Patriots ate them up. What did they score? Ten points? Like 14 maybe? Maybe 14. What was it, 35-14? I think it was 35-14. Something like that. And the last points were probably like some garbage time. Yeah. So I just think New England's defense is is playing really good right now. And and Brady's just – he's too connected. He's too connected to the playoffs. He's too connected to, to winning to let Jacksonville come in his house and, and disrespect him. I mean, I think Jacksonville has a big chance. And I think, yes, they do need to be aggressive. Has he faced something like this? Yes. Is this is this a, a new and improved maybe, you know, other best defense? Yes, maybe. But it's Brady. It's, I just can't. I just can't. It, it's, it's like with Brady. It's, like it's with Belichick Rogers. and Brady, it's, really. It's the same, you know, Brady, Rodgers, Breeze. Peyton Manning. It doesn't matter how good the defense is. That stuff just doesn't matter doesn't with quarterbacks me. like that. Because look at Drew Brees last week. One of the best defenses in the league versus Minnesota. Down 17-zip through two interceptions at halftime. 
What happened? Drew Brees, second half. half. 12 for 13. Did you guys forget? We have Alvin Kamara, and nobody can guard Michael Thomas. What happened? Game-winning field goal. We set you guys up perfectly. Miracle in the Diggs did his shit. Come on. Brees had the game. You know what I mean? Matt Ryan could have made that play last week. He might have. I think Julio jumped a little early. You know what I mean? So... The quarterback is going to put his team in a position to win the game. Where's Julio? Going? And that's what both of those teams did last week. <laughs> He's leaving. I don't think so. <laughs> but Le'Veon's gone. You know, Philadelphia didn't. You know, Nick Foles didn't put his team in a place to win the game. The defense won the game. Case Keenum put his team in a chance to win. It gave his team a chance to win the game with throwing a perfect pass, by the way, to Stephon Diggs. A perfect pass. Nobody else was catching that ball. And Blake Bortles with what? He had a late touchdown in the fourth versus Pittsburgh, a dagger. I mean, it was a great play call and, and busted coverage, but delivered in the pressure. You know what I mean? Mike Tomlin, why did you go for the onside kick? What the hell was that? The world may never Three know. and out. And what they did, but they kicked the field goal. You guys could have just three and out of them and got a punt. So I mean, people are questioning Mike Tomlin now. I don't. I don't think it's right. You know, I, I still believe Mike Tomlin's one of the top coaches in the league. The Steelers, uh, of course, went to the AFC Championship uh, last year, and they've been in the playoffs. You know, how many consecutive years now? Um, we're gonna find out next year because Pittsburgh's offensive coordinator did, you know, tell them that he's not gonna stay with them. So that he's gonna have to figure that out. Who's gonna be calling plays and? But you'll see Pittsburgh in the playoffs next year again. It's not going to be nice, you know? I don't think I've ever been so hyped for a football game that didn't involve the Packers than I am for Jacksonville, New England. I don't know, I don't know what it is about it. It's the fact that yeah. this is like a team that has been so bad in, since I've been alive. Yeah. Really. And they, they, they're one game away from I the think, Super Bowl. In the first year that they build, they build this defense like – there's just something about it's like storybook, like right. But I don't know why it's bugging me. I feel like something's telling me that this Pittsburgh game they gave us was like, yo, this is what you're gonna get. Like you said, what was the score in Buffalo in in Jacksonville versus Buffalo? They scored ten, 10 to seven. Seven. Come on. And that's then they go and score forty five points on the Steelers. But then again, that's the Steelers. Fournette is. But the then Steelers again, the Steelers can. Go and make an opponent score 14 points, 10 points, and then they can give up 39 points. Look what the Bears did to them early in the year. Look what Houston uh, – was it Houston? It was another team. I forgot who it was. We don't fact check. But the Bears swept the AFC North. Right, well, they, they blew out Killed Houston. That defense, that defense in Pittsburgh is very inconsistent. So, you know. But, yeah, I can't put it past anybody to win a game. I just don't see it. My thing is, like you said, it's the consistency because you go from, like you said, you score 10 and we're like, oh, 10 is definitely not beating Pittsburgh. But then you go to Pittsburgh and you drop 45. So it's like, what? I mean, the defense, we already know. The defense is going to be there. Exactly. They're going to show up. Now, what offense is going to show up? Okay. Okay. Backtrack. It's hard to say that we know the defense is going to be there. They played a very uh, lucky team to make the playoffs. It was either Baltimore or Buffalo. 
One has a really good offense, and one offense didn't really have anything going for themselves except LaShawn McCoy, and LaShawn McCoy was hurt and wasn't 100% for the game. Now, they only scored seven points. Oh, great defense. They just played in a Big 12 shootout versus one of the best offenses in the league. And Jalen Ramsey, Barry Church, uh, Adrian Colvin, all, any defensive player you want to call out, 42 42 points you got dropped on your head. Big Ben, AB, two touchdowns, over 100 yards on your head. Le'Veon, what, two touchdowns or one touchdown? I think you have Not fact-checking. Martavis Brown with a beautiful bomb before the half to keep the game alive on your head. So are you going to let Brady put up 42 points? Because I don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars are putting up 45 on the Patriots. I don't think they're putting up 30 on the Patriots. I don't think they're putting up 24 on the Patriots. So if it's going to be a game that they win, it's going to be a 17, 20, 13. It's going to be ugly. And Brady has to have a bad game or they have to force Brady to have a bad game. And the defense has to really show. But the defense didn't show up last week. You know, they held it down, I guess. They they made it they, – they gave themselves enough room to, to be able to, like, let a touchdown. Okay, boy, Blake Bortles is coming back down the field – Checking down to TJ Yeldon for 12 yards every play. Like, I don't see Jacksonville winning this game. We should see, um, the three of us, we should see, or we should say what we think the final score is going to be. We could compare it. Okay, so. We could, we could pick what our, our score is going to be. Let's go NFC first. Philadelphia Eagles at home. You got to write this down. So versus, versus the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Justin, you want to start? I think Minnesota's going to take this game, and I think it's going to be 24-20 Minnesota. Okay. Because I think the defense is going to show up, but I think as the game goes on, they might let a few things slip here and there. The run game is definitely going to be prominent. It's going to be, you know, the weather, the run game is going to be heavy. So... But as, when it comes down to field position, I think, you know, some field goals here and there, I think, yeah, it'll be 24-20. Okay. Danny, you want to go next? We're doing NFC, Vikings, Eagles. Damn, 24-20 is good. I'll go 27-17, Minnesota. Mm. I think you got to get a couple field goals in there. That's how I'm feeling. All right. That's and then – um, thinking about it, I think, you know, I think Foles is going to have a pretty good game. I think he's going to manage the ball well. They're going to drop some plays for him to take shots. I think they're going to want to take shots. He missed a shot last week. He got the P.I., which he got lucky for. He threw a duck. But he had him. He had him. And That man threw a quack. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a big game. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go 17. 38. 23. Oh, that's nice. I like that. In favor of Minnesota, by the way. So it's unanimous with the All Things Sports crew. The Vikings are the unanimous. I want the the Eagles to win, by the way. I want them to hold it down for Pennsylvania. But Minnesota's a bad team right there. I just don't see... Nick Foles being able to just deliver every drive. Yeah, and plus, like, the first time I see Philly back in the playoffs, I want to see them 
with all their guns. Strength, I want to see Carson yeah. like yeah. make it like that much more exactly. like memorable. Like make it because this is they, like damn. If they win, how's Carson gonna feel? He's gonna feel like Jalen Hurts. <laughs> He's gonna be like, damn, <laughs> I gave you the Super Bowl. <laughs> like I had this. You know what I mean? So, and plus, I think the Case Keenum like he knows like this is his team. Like Nick Foles, like yeah, they have they have trust in him, and they're saying like this is our guy, but. Case Keenan's been doing this like the whole season. Like he knows going in, like I got the game plan down. Yeah, exactly. They know He's comfortable. Philly, it's Wentz's team. Like I think Foles has got to know that if even if he like succeeds and they win, yeah, Wentz is going to be the starter week one. Like there's no doubt about it. But exactly. Keenum, the job in Minnesota is wide open. This job is Teddy his to lose. This job is Case Keenum's to lose now. Yeah. It really is. I kind of compare it to the situation when uh, Ohio State played. Cordell. Or, or, yeah, Cardell Jones with JT Barrett. That's kind of like what I compare it to. Yeah. Like, yeah, Nick Foles is hot right now. And to be honest, even if he does make it to Super Bowl, and if they do so happen doesn't to win matter. it, it exactly. Carson's at the end of the day, guy. it doesn't matter. Carson's their guy. You've got Carson Wentz being brought up by Doug Peterson, who was Aaron Rodgers' QB coach. You don't let the little details like that slide. Yeah, you know, no, of course you know, Carson not. Wentz, and I mean, come on, you, be... you drafted this guy number two. This is your franchise guy. Your team wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him, and you're not going to be successful next year if you don't play him. So it's no, it's no like discussion. It's thank you, Nick. You did your job as a backup quarterback because the backup quarterback comes in in relief if the quarterback something happens to the starting quarterback. That's why you're the backup. Do your job. And when, when it starts over, who's number one on the death chart? Who's, who's uh, 96 overall is over the 78 overall? You know what I mean? Just be, It's common sense. If he, if he never went down week 14, <clears throat> the Eagles are my, are my, Unanimous my pick. Super They're Bowl my picks. pick yeah. to so, represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I think they would have ran through the NFC. I think they would have ran through the, through the Vikings. Just and off the fact that they were playing so good. It's only his second year. It, it's his quote-unquote sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And he did not have a sophomore slump. Oh, no. He was he, making Andrew Luck-type plays that. from, you know, his second, third year in the league. Yep. Let's get to the AFC. Um, I'm going to give you my prediction. I think that the Patriots win this game uh, 31-20. Brady, Brady's going Brady's gonna to get his numbers. Um, I think, I think Deion, uh, Deion Lewis or James White is going to have a big game because they, you know, they love their running backs. And matchups – on the outside with the cornerbacks are not in the Patriots' favor. Matchups on the inside with the running backs and the linebackers, I think Tom Brady will take advantage of that. And somebody's got to figure out what the hell to do with Grunk. If you got to stick Jalen Ramsey all game on him, do it. I was just about to say that. I mean, Gronk is definitely going to be the X factor because I don't know who you put on him. Like, yeah, Jalen Ramsey, top three corner. All right. Boye, Pro Bowl year. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you, and you got some at six, seven, six, eight. It does two, not six, matter. And even you got some athletic linebackers. Yeah, plus Leslie, you got Tovin Smith. It doesn't. Yeah, but matter. how easy does he make it look against the biggest, fastest linebacker in the league? It's it's it, it's throw it up there, and I'm gonna get it. That's what it is, yeah. and that's why I gotta take Patriots thirty seventeen because I think Gronk is the X factor. There, I just don't see who can match up with him. And then whoever does match up with him, that's going to take attention from somewhere else. Yep. So He might be the biggest mismatch we've ever seen in professional sports, honestly. He's six foot six, six foot seven, the biggest fucking dude on the field. And he's it's the biggest end. mismatch since. He's too fast 
for the big guys and too big for the fast exactly. guys. You cannot it's, guard him. It's, it's what's next after Megatron. Yeah. What could, what could anybody do with Jalen Johnson? With that said, I'm going Jacksonville. <laughs> Stick it. 23-20. Stick it. Ooh, close one. Okay. I, I think it's going to be close. And I think there will be some field goals kicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a field position game. Yeah. 23-20. We got that. We got this in the record. Jackson, I'm going to put sacks. S-A-X. <laughs> right? Sacks. So, that being said, MVP championship weekend's uh going to come to a close sooner or later. And we're going to have to see who the MVP award is given to, who the defensive player of the award is given to, defensive player of the year, excuse me. Rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. So, mm. let's go. MVP pick, Justin. It's got to be Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. I yeah. mean, don't, you can't discredit Jared Goff, his his sophomore season. Right. I mean, him and Wentz, you know, that's, that's a hell of a sophomore campaign to have comparing to Wentz. But at the end of the day, Gurley was their bread and butter. Like, when in doubt, just give him the ball. Just give him the ball. And Whatever play it. you want to throw, just make sure Gurley gets it. Exactly. I mean, he... Receiving, rushing. He made that offense just so, like... I mean, yeah, they had receivers. You know, Robert Woods and, and right. Cup. They had re- But when you give Gurley the ball, when he gets in open space, he's going to make moves. He's one of the fastest guys in the NFL. He's what Alvin Kamara will be in a year, mm-hmm. in a year or two. Mm-hmm. Todd Gurley and Alvin Kamara, similar games... And, you know, speed backs that can run, catch, just make athletic plays, jump over people. Like, it's hard to bring them down. That's another thing. These guys are hard to tackle. It's like Alvin Kamara is not the biggest guy. But but you have to get so low. The biggest guy can't bring him down, you know. He's so shifty and so so smooth that he makes it look easy. Um, I, I think me and Danny agree. I'm Todd taking Gurley. Todd Gurley because I think, you know, first of all, the Rams had, hadn't won the NFC West since 2003. That was the last time they won. That's 15 years ago that they hadn't won it's the crazy. NFC West. That's when they went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And or, when you, when you yeah, see the other the other franchises in that division with them, you see the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the, yep. the fucking uh, Niners. Sorry. Mind your the Garoppolo's. Like, yeah, these right. teams have all been to Super Bowls in the past decade. The Seahawks, obviously. Cardinals, like... We thought this was the Seahawks division going into the year. Yeah, we did. And I think right now, well, first of all, this, this division is going to be a problem next year. Oh, yeah. It really is, especially with Jimmy G coming back and he's going to play a full 16. I think this division might be the toughest in football. And you're, you're putting up numbers like that, you're the MVP. How many di- divisions are there in football? There's eight, right? Yeah, eight. So four next, four. during this offseason, eight weeks prior to the next NFL season, so it's going to be in – in September? Yeah, August. Or no, August. August, yeah. Oh, well, maybe July, or end of July to August. We need eight weeks. We're going to go each division. We're going to we're gonna break down each division, each episode. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, Gurley's my pick, obviously. I'll go Gurley. I say Todd Gurley, deservingly so. He was not my pick until week 15 when uh, Antonio Brown got hurt in the back of the end zone or in the middle of the end zone actually and limped off the field on his own power played three weeks later off of a torn calf muscle injury that could have ended easily a rookie season 
easily could have ended somebody else's season. Took three weeks off, rehabbed, and then put up monster numbers against the best two cornerbacks in the league. Still could be the MVP, if you want to argue it. Can't discredit Gurley, though. Gurley's, Gurley, Gurley got to play the last two games, and Gurley balled out. You know what I mean? And 18 touchdowns, receiving and rushing. Not throwing, <laughs> like <laughs> receiving and rushing touchdowns. Where Julio's not doing this. Odell Beckham, you know, he, he's not. He hasn't done this. Antonio Brown possibly could have, could have, yeah, but he didn't, and that's why I got to give the edge to Gurley. Um, who do you have as the rookie of the year? Are we gonna do defensive rookie of the year? They and do offensive. Of the- okay, so, yeah, so offensive rookie of the year. I'm going Camara. Easily, I think he he in might he might be one of the most dynamic players I've seen in recent years. He just he's a he problem. literally remi- you like I said stop Alvin Kamara. He reminds me of Todd Gurley. He does. He's just he's like he's like a snake. Like yeah. I don't know yeah. how to yeah. like he just he's a snake. It it makes no sense how somebody can be so like fluid like. I've never used words like that to describe. <laughs> he's got somebody. He's got. The Saints to come out and be the best. What are they? Best offense in the, the top one of top, top three yeah. offenses in the league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Best rushing offense in the league. Definitely the most dynamic rushing Duo. receiving back in the league. Easy, you know. And he made Mark Ingram that much better this year. Mm-hmm. He made his job they like, way easier. They were lifting each other up. Oh, like yeah. they both went oh, off yeah. this year. So when you got an ex Heisman winner in his. What Mark Anderson is a sixth year, seventh year, I don't know. And you got him playing at his career best when you come on the team as a rookie with an MVP quarterback, a Hall of Fame quarterback, that's Mark that's that's Alvin Kamara's impact on this offense. So I gotta give him credit there. Justin's over here like I don't agree. I mean, that's a solid choice. He's about to say Kareem Hunt. I gotta say Kareem Hunt. For the simple fact of, if I'm not mistaken, he does legally in rushing right. yards. Not only that, but I just feel like as much as Alvin Kamara did, mm-hmm. you have that that tandem back backfield. I feel like Ingram kind of takes away mm-hmm. from what he did. I mean, in, in the sense of, not a sense as a whole, but a sense of like rookie campaign. So I got to say Kareem Hunt because Kareem Hunt, I mean, from day one, we're like. My, my problem yeah. with Kareem Hunt. Is not Kareem Hunt. My problem is Andy Reid. My Reed. problem is Andy Reid. And if he doesn't win, that's who I blame. 11 carries in the playoffs against a team that you're up 21 to 3. And, you, and he's the rookie of the year. And he gets 11 carries in this game. And most of the carries, I believe, were in the first half. If he doesn't win, I blame Andy Reid. You give, if you give Kareem Hunt the ball for the second half and tell him, run your ass through the dirt, Kansas City is going to be – they would have been playing um, – Jacksonville. Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think who the team would have been, but they would have been playing Jacksonville. I guarantee Yeah, it. in the championship. Tennessee wouldn't have been able to contain Kareem Hunt for 22 to 23 more carries in the second half. The dude's a monster. The dude's legs are chicken thighs. Like If they can give Derrick Henry's big-ass 25 carries, why can't you give Kareem Hunt 25 They said, carries? listen, this is what you guys should be doing. <laughs> So I respect the pick. Did lead the league in rushing, although had a fallout over six weeks. He came in smoking hot, 
due to Andy Reid, lack of touches, you know, lack of it was like a neglect type thing. Um, That's really who I put the blame on. So hey, but he's it, it's part of it's all the team. Your coach is part of the team, and and I think that Sean Payton did a way better job in getting his rookie maximum opportunity. No, yeah, I can't argue that. Like I said, I just feel like Kareem Hunt, like. I understand the whole Andy Reid thing, and that's a pretty good point to make. But I don't know, it's from the gate, and even like they said, even with those weeks taken off, yeah, you still managed to, yeah, and he made it look easy. The league, like, and we're talking about the league yeah. as a whole. That's including our MVP, assuming it's Todd Gurley. That's including other backs. As You're hypothetical still- as we can be. Does Kareem Hunt lead the league in rushing this year? Had Ezekiel Elliott played all sixteen games? I don't think so, my friend. Dallas is too run lenient. Run, they lean on their run too much. I say yes. Yes? I say yes. Because Dallas has had a complete falling out. It's tough. And I, it's hard to blame it all on Zeke. It's hard to blame it that all on That attention, though, that he brought to the team from offseason, he brought this from training camp all through the whole season, then put pressure on his quarterback, who was in his sophomore year. and Or, yeah, yeah in his sophomore, sophomore year. And struggled because the right-hand man is gone. But at the same time, Dallas had way more distractions than Zeke. I mean, we're talking about yeah, is this, Jerry, is Jones, it, Jerry Jones. You know, is this his last season? Right. I mean, that O-line's right. getting a little older. I mean, and plus it's like – A lot of them, they were dropping like flies this season. Like I I mean, obviously yeah. we didn't know that at the beginning of the year if you're trying to say if Zeke wasn't right, suspended, right, right. Uh, would he have got, uh, gained more yards, but – I don't know. It's a tough question. I mean, it's hypothetical, obviously. Right. Yeah, You're of never going to get that There's answer. There's no right but, answer, yeah. I mean, it's just a good – It's always know, fun Best to offensive about. line. You know I like I mean? hypotheticals. Um, I bring it up a lot. Who do you guys take for your defensive player of the year? It's actually a, a tough question. Um, I might take Buddy on the other side of Kamara, uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, I mean – Only because – honest, I'll be so honest with you guys and everybody listening – I don't know who's a rookie in on defense except Tredavious White. That's the only dude I know who's a rookie this year on defense. I could I could tell you who I well, got for defense. I'm talking player about of the year, def- like yeah, I, no, I'm talking about right. defensive player of the year, regular deep like oh, not rookie. They do oh, not rookie. Oh, not rookie. Yeah, yeah, no, rookie. not rookie. I'm talking oh, about okay. anybody. Yeah, I'm, they, yeah, they I'm do defensive rookies. rookie of the year. And no, no, right. I was just asking. Oh, regular defensive player of the year. I'm taking Bouye. I like Bouye. You don't give up your first. Passing touchdown yeah, that's, until week 18 in the postseason. That's fair. That's good enough for me. That's my vote. You go a whole season without giving giving one up and the wild card. And then you finally give one up in a shootout against the Steelers. That's fair. That's my pick. Um, it's pretty tough. I mean – for the rookies, obviously, you know, Marshawn Lattimore is, is is tempting to even give him, you know, defensive player of the year. But to be honest with you, I have no clue right now. <laughs> um, hold up. Well, for rookie defense, I might have to give it to the other Watt playing in Pittsburgh. I might have to give it to TJ because he made his presence felt from day one. And he definitely fits into that Pittsburgh style mm-hmm. at this Gritty that do it all, right? So, and then unfortunately, you know, with Shazier going down, and you know, he still managed to 
step up. So I, I don't know. I don't think it, like as far as a rookie goes, I'm not thinking of the TJ Watt. Now regular, like you said, you, you haven't given it up yeah. all. You yeah. didn't give up the booty all year, <laughs> all, all year, year, bro. And then plus, like when he did give it up, it's I mean it's AB. Like I mean, and you shut him down the first time you guys played. Exactly. So yeah, I'm gonna have to give it to. I'm gonna give it to Boyer too. Okay. If not him, then the other dude on the, the other side, Jalen. I'm in all my Packers threads, right? Everybody still to this day, they're so mad that we passed on TJ Watt when we um, who we take instead. Kevin King. I mean, who granted turned out to be a good pick, but TJ Watt was contributing immediately. Like you said, Kevin King is battling injuries, and a lot of people still talk about it. Oh, we shouldn't have passed on TJ Watt. Oh, yada, yada, yada. So I'm going to go. What do you got? Shout out to the U. <laughs> I, I know we got some U lover over here. No. No. But, um, <laughs> uh, it's in Jacksonville. He's in Jacksonville, but he's playing in the trenches. Calais Campbell. 14 okay. and a half sacks. Led the AFC. 14 tackles for a loss. He played in all 16 games. He was signed as a free agent last year. Brought to this team for what? To make that defense stand out. Mm-hmm. What has the defense done? Become the best defense in the league. Took them boys to the uh, AFC Championship game. And Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Bouye aren't playing this game this good without Malik Jackson, mm-hmm. Calais Campbell, uh, Marcel, guy, Darius, Marcel Darius. That, exactly. So they got him prepared. They're getting bro. to the quarterback. They and Ngakwe, what's his name? Number ninety-one. His name's like Ngakwe. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Shout out Mike Gator, Dante Fowler Jr. Man, mm. <sighs> so these dudes getting to the quarterback is making them not have enough time. One to even get to their progressions or their check down, and they're just you know they they don't they're either getting sacked or getting intercepted. Or I wouldn't. Deflected. I wouldn't be mad. You could switch Bouye. It's got to be a Jacksonville Jaguars it's, player. They have to be on Jack. The defensive player of the year has to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. Just give it to Saxonville. But just give it. Tre'Davious White is is a good rookie of the year defensive defensive rookie of the year yeah. candidate. I wouldn't be mad if him or Marshawn Lattimore got that. So, um, I want to ask you guys, who do you give right now? Right now, who is the most Underrated player in the NFL off the top of your head, Juice, Jarvis Landry. I can't. I, yeah, I can't even argue that. I, I wasn't even thinking about that. Like it's kind of like the same thing. That's with hard like, to argue though. Yeah, it's kind of like the same thing. Under fourteen like, receptions. What was it? I mean, he's he's yeah top. He's right there with Odell every year. Right oh, yeah. there with you know Antonio Brown every year. The numbers are there. He's just. When the ball's in the air, he gets it, and he does not – he's a football player. He doesn't quit. He does not give up. He is a football player. He sticks his foot, and he just goes, and he runs people. He looks. He's looking for the contact. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, what, 5'10", 5'11 on a good day? And he's solid, too. Like, he's trying to make you miss. He's running towards you to try to get you to miss. He's trying – he's, like, playing with you. Like, yeah, like he's a dog. He's playing with you. He better you. get paid. He's going to get paid, but the Dolphins better pay him. And I don't think they're going to with the way we... We might mention that once an episode. Exactly. What the Dolphins got to do. Pay Jarvis Landry. Pay Jarvis Landry. Give him a blank check. Let him let him write how much he thinks he's worth. Exactly. He's the, In my opinion, he's underrated. And pay him double that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's underrated in the, in the eyes of the league and NFL fans, but he's the best slot receiver in the NFL, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I, can, I would take I can him. I would take him over. Yeah, anybody I can confidently give Jarvis Landry best slot receiver in the league. Who do you think is the most underrated player in the league? He went with somebody from his team, so I might go somebody from my team. I'm gonna go Devontae Adams. It's fair because that's funny. You guys both went wide receiver. You see the numbers he puts up with Rodgers, and then you see the numbers he puts up with Brett Hundley. It's a good point. And he gets snubbed from the Pro Bowl. Granted, he ended up making they. He was like a reserve because Julio's injured, uh, so they moved Devontae in there. Yeah, he played. Um, Three less games than Doug Baldwin, or and had two more touchdowns than Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin made the Pro Bowl. Devontae didn't. And I mean, since 2016, Devontae Adams leads the league in touchdown receptions. He, I know he he had the sophomore slump. Packers fans were calling for his head. Cut him. Cut yeah. him. He's trash. Yeah. He has dick fingers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they were saying. And bro, he stepped. Oh, he, he, I, I, I love him like he's my brother. <laughs> Never met the guy. I would go to, I, oh my God, I don't even, that's my dog. So it's funny you guys went wide receiver. And this is the first person I thought of before you said Jarvis Landry, before you said Devontae Adams. It's DeAndre Hopkins. And I think DeAndre Hopkins, no disrespect to either of them, is a better receiver than Jarvis Landry. I think he's a better wide receiver than Devontae Adams. He might be top three receiver. If you want to go, you know, Julio, A.B., Hopkins, you can go Odell. You know, we didn't get to see him play this year. Whatever. You know, I take no offense in you saying you think Hopkins is better than Devontae I mean, he's, or Juice because he is. He's most definitely I need better. to see him for 16 games with Deshaun Watson. Now, he will lead the league in receptions. He'll now, let me, hear, let, me, let me tell you this. He'll lead the league in every DeAndre game. Hopkins – Played how many weeks with Deshaun Watson? Four weeks? Five weeks? How many weeks was he in? Maybe like maybe five weeks? Yeah, four or five weeks? Five weeks? We'll go four to six. Then Two who was his other quarterback? Tom Savage. And then who's the other guy? Yates, right? TJ Yates. Yates. That motherfucker's yeah, still brought him back. DeAndre Hopkins had 96 receptions, 1,300 yards, almost 14, and 13 touchdowns. With... Over 12 weeks of a shit show of a quarterback. With two insurance salesmen Thank you. at quarterback. So, yes, I get Juices is underpaid, underrated. Plays He got Jay Cutler, at least. And I, Jay Cutler is a shit show to me. He's about to be catching balls from Baker Mayfield. He had Matt Moore a couple weeks. I'd still take Matt Moore and Jay Cutler over TJ Yates and Tom Savage. Brett Hundley. That was a good point that you brought up. That's why I, that's why when I'm like, yo, you're hitting the hell like the, the uh, nail on the head with bringing up the fact that you know this guy has Brett Hundley and he's still making plays. This guy right here, he he has a catch of the year too versus Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, Ooh. he has a catch hell of the year. Hell yeah, too hell yeah, he does. So I that, saw that, that was interesting. I saw that shit. That was interesting. Um, let's get into some basketball. I mean, it's not you know. So much going on. A halfway point of the season just passed. You know, everything's kind of just everything's just shaping up right now. We're getting to see who's you know going to be in the running for the playoffs. Who's out of it? The Orlando Magic. We were just talking about this. They were the best team in the league first two weeks of basketball, <laughs> and they're literally about to get the, the second, third pick. And you know, so the two number ones, the Memphis Grizzlies in the West and the Magic in the East it's for sad. the first week and a half. So sad. now look at them. 
So, uh, this Saturday, well, tonight, <laughs> when you listen to this podcast. <laughs> We're talking uh, about the future right now. We got two good games on ABC. Starting at 3.30, Oklahoma City goes to Cleveland. And a team that came into the season with high expectations in Oklahoma City went through, you know, early season adversity, has kind of figured it out a little bit. You know, they can be better, but they're figuring it out more than this team, Cleveland, who kind of now has to refigure things out with Isaiah Thomas coming back and their whole system. So who do you take, Oklahoma City or Cleveland, and why? Mind you, they're playing in Cleveland. I got to take OKC because Cleveland just – they have too much stuff going on between LeBron has come out and said this is the toughest season ever. They've come out and heard had locker room talk of they don't think that they're going to, you know, figure it out. They're not going to, you know, make the championship. So I got to give it to OKC because OKC, they're slowly – they had a rough start, but they're slowly building back up to it. They're, they're, everybody's finding their place. Right. Carmelo's adjusting. Especially Carmelo. He's finally found his role on the team. Exactly. Carmelo knows what he has to do. He knows what he got brought there for. Westbrook is making everybody around him better like he always does and what made Paul George and Carmelo so happy that they landed there. So I definitely have to give it to OKC because Cleveland, I don't even think Cleveland's going to make it back to the finals, if I'm going to be honest. I don't think they make it back. So I, I, uh, we're going to get it. I, see, I'm stuttering over my words. That was crazy. But I respect your decision with Oklahoma City. I think the same. I think Cleveland has to figure things out right now. And – if Isaiah Thomas is starting, Russell Westbrook's he's going through. Alive. He's going through there. He's just gonna drop a triple double. Um, yeah, I mean the Cavs are just going through a midseason slump, and you know it's every year. Every year, every LeBron team goes through this. This one seems a little. It's it's different, it's which bad. is a little more you know, eye opening, I guess. But at the end of the day, LeBron James is the best player in the world. They have Isaiah Thomas. We saw what his natural basketball skill can do. Dwayne Wade still has juice. Um, you know, Jay Craig. They have it. Kevin Love's an all-star. You know what I mean? The thing that's killing them, they gave J.R. Smith all that money. Yeah. And yeah. he, the Cavs have the worst, nothing against J.R., but with the numbers he's putting up in the minutes A that he's playing this JR. year. Okay, Yes. They have the worst shooting guard out of all 30 teams right now. If you look at how much they're contributing in the minutes they're playing, and his percentages are way down. Like, this whole Dwayne Wade thing just took him by storm. Though. Yeah. It really and, did. And, Le- and it and got LeBron, in his head. LeBron got JR paid. So it's like dead money. Yeah. Like he's not contributing at all. And it, that it's a problem for them. It's the same thing with the Tristan Thompson. I think that's, that's yeah. another like. Yeah. What they give him? 80 mil? Yeah, five yeah. years, I believe. Four years. Four years. Yeah, million. four years, 80 million. LeBron, and LeBron another one. And he demanded it. So, but LeBron knows that, hey, my ticket out of here is coming up in June. And, you know, I'll see you guys on the next side of, you know, business. It feels eerily similar to, like, the 2014 Heat. Yeah, like, like it's like, uh, Wade, we Wade, know something's like, going on. Wade said that that year was the most difficult with, with everybody yep. on the Heat. They just, something felt off in the locker room. Yep. Like you see, like normally in like a year, like last year or two years ago, whenever they went through this midseason slump, whatever the media is calling it, like 
you could tell they just weren't fully invested. They were just coasting like how Golden State does. It's the regular season. Who gives a shit? We'll be fine. We're going to the finals. But this year, you can see it on the bench. Like, they're arguing. They're flustered. They've got, like, Tyron Lue's taking the backseat and LeBron yeah. is in the huddle screaming at everybody. Like, something just seems off. So, go ahead, Justin. I think they just have too many basketball personalities. And what I mean by that is nobody knows their role. Like, you have so many players that could either be a six-man on another team or even start. Yep. I mean, you got Jeff Green. He could be a six-man or even start on or some teams. Start. Jay Crowder. Kyle Corver can start. These guys are good enough to start. I mean, there's a lot of teams in the NBA that are struggling and, and in need of a four, in need of a two. You know what I mean? It so, might be, like, egos clashing in the in the locker room that it's behind the scenes and this Derrick Rose situation was, I'm sure, a little bit of a distraction for them. Um, it's just everything, you know, new GM. Everything is just hitting them. The back of their minds in Cleveland is LeBron's gone. So to play look like 2014, he's not saying it. He's not ever going to say it. He's not going to let you know. He's just going to go. And it's it's on his final year of his contract. Everybody on that team is thinking, 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 thinking. What's going to happen next year? Bro, What's going to happen David next year? David Griffin had an Eric Bledsoe deal on the table, and they fired his ass. Fuck Cleveland. <laughs> Fuck Cleveland. I hope they lose. I pick OKC because I want Miami to pass them already. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm done, like Dave Chappelle said, playing cat and mouse. All right. I just want to pass them. I want to be third, and I want them to be fourth going into the fucking All-Star game. That's what I want. We need to beat Brooklyn. And yeah. Charlotte. We need to beat them. I hope Cleveland continues to fall. So let me ask you this. You said you don't think the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to make it back to the finals this year. Who in the Eastern Conference can beat LeBron James in seven games? Seven times. Excuse me. Four times in seven games. I mean, I might be drinking the Kool-Aid, but I got to say Boston. Because I mean that team as a whole, they that defense is that defense is no joke. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a team defense like that in a while. I mean, minus you know Miami, right. but I mean they, I mean with Gordon Hayward gone, the first game everybody's saying, oh yeah, they'll make the playoffs, but they're not going to do much noise. But look at them, look at all the teams that they're holding to like almost no points. I mean, the first time they played. Uh, Golden State, they Golden held them to like ninety four, and they beat them. Minnesota, top five offense, held them to eighty four. Cleveland, same thing. Like they're they're playing, and they're people are stepping up. Jason Tatum yeah. making a run for yeah. rookie of the year. He could, I mean, there's a lot, but Jason Tatum could win rookie of the year. Marcus Smart is doing what Marcus Smart does. Terry Rozier, shout out Terry Rozier, shout out to Terry Rozier. Pull it, don't care who you Daniel are. Daniel Tice having a good year. Now, don't forget Al Horford. Okay. Oh, of course. He's going to make the All-Star game. He's the reason game. that team is going that good right he's now. A, he's, a, he's a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. He's like he's He's been quiet, but you see the numbers and you see the way he plays, not even if it's in the box score, like regardless. Like so he, I think we're missing – the word playoffs is deeper than a word. You know that and I know that. Playoff LeBron, you know what? Hoodie Mellow, Untuck Kyrie, Neon Gang Sign John Wall, <laughs> Neon Playoff LeBron. You see how the we're, you see how on. you see how it's Gang Sign John Wall, Untuck Kyrie, uh, Band Aid Wade. 
These are these are joke nicknames. We're talking business. Playoff LeBron. Better than all these players we're talking about by 60%. Now, what did playoff LeBron do to number one seed high, uh, you know, 28 points per game Isaiah Thomas? Was Isaiah, was Isaiah Thomas healthy? No. Fair enough. Okay. Best coach in the league, <coughs> quote unquote. Uh, one of the better defenses in the league last year. Now, the gentleman's sweep. Fifty-point loss. <laughs> How do you lose by fifty? Fifty-point loss. Let me ask you something. How, who did you name? Who's having a good year? Kyrie, right? Kyrie, Al Horford, Jason Tatum, balling. Jalen Brown's having a good year. Marcus Smart's having a good year. Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier's having a really good year. Daniel Tice is having a good year. Of all the seven players I just named, how many of them have been to NBA Finals? One, right? Kyrie? Correct. Whose team was he on last, uh, the last three years? Cleveland. The three years that he went to the Finals. He was on LeBron's Who team. took him to the Finals? Because Kyrie Irving did not take the Cavs to the Finals. Kyrie Irving hit the shot in the Finals to win the game. Kyrie took the Cavs to 20 wins. That's what he did. Now... I get it. Number one seed. It's beautiful. You're playing team defense. But it does it's it's one of those it just doesn't matter. It does, it's one of the things where it's like you think Charlotte's gonna get a first round win against the Heat in 2012? You're crazy. I'm not saying they're gonna sweep. Yeah, I'm not saying they're gonna sweep, but I don't think any Eastern Conference team has a chance to beat LeBron unless it's the Miami Heat in, in four games. Seven tries in four games. I, I don't. I don't see. And honestly, that's no bias either. It's not. It's LeBron James is the Patriots right now. He's been to the championship seven times. The last seven. This will be eight, right? This will be eight consecutive years for LeBron if he goes to the finals this year. Nine, right? Eight. Eight. Or eight. I think it'll be twenty ten to twenty eighteen this year yeah. if he makes numbers it, don't eight lie. straight. So. You know, we can say this and that about Cleveland slumping right now. How many times did we talk about Miami slumping when, when the big three era was there? How many times did we talk about Cleveland slumping when, when, when they, you know, trying to go back to the championship to play Golden State for the second time? We're going to hear it always because of LeBron. But at the end of the day, who's the one getting to the championship? The Cavs. Or LeBron's team, not the Cavs. LeBron's team. And I can't argue that, but my thing is, and I'm a big LeBron fan, but kind of like Danny said, like this year just feels different. And it's one of those things where you're like, I agree with you a thousand percent. We've seen this before. They've done this before. And, but for that same reason that we've seen this so many times, you can only do it so many times and have that be your, I guess, identity until it bites you. Right. Like how many times are you going to say like, oh, this is just the Cavs being the Cavs until you're going to come up against a team where you're not going to be able to do that. They're going to take advantage. Exactly. Now, here's the thing, though. 2014, Miami Heat, LeBron's last year, did it not feel weird? It, I mean, it was different. The playoffs were different. Who was in the finals? Miami's – LeBron's team. Cleveland, I don't I don't know what their record is right now. What is their record? Uh, they beat Orlando tonight. What are they, like 30? So they're 27 20. and 17. 20, the, the Heat are 26 and 18. What, 42, 43 games in? Maybe 27 and 44 games in. 44 games in. 27 wins. You don't think they're going to get another 20 wins? 
they're not – it's not like the Cavs struggle to the point where they're the third, fourth seed and then, oh, we make the playoff or we make the finals because LeBron, you know, is the best player. They're the number one seed every year except last year. So it's not – you know, they figure themselves out. And, yes, I get that, you know, how much times can it be your identity, which, yes, it is hurting them this year. But playoff Dwayne Wade, Isaiah Thomas healthy – LeBron James full fledged. I, I don't. I don't think Boston. I don't think anybody in the East can be Cleveland. Excuse me. Except Miami, as I said. So. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. You, nobody wants to see us in the playoffs. It's gonna be That's the fast. first eight thirty Saturday night game on ABC. Golden State, Houston, in Houston. Will Who James Harden be back? He played tonight. I'm taking Houston. I'm still taking Golden State. I mean, now prime time. Yeah, it's yep. prime time, <laughs> and I mean, you got KD. Who? That's you're not stopping KD. Who's stopping KD? Nobody's stopping KD. And then, a very underrated player on the Golden State Warriors, Clay Thompson. Oh yeah, one of the best two way players in the league. You know, aside from you know Paul George and Kawhi, like especially at the at the two. He's one of the best. I might him even, and Jimmy Butler. I might even put him over Paul George. Well, at the two, I think it's him and Jimmy Butler. Oh yeah, yeah. He's Clay. Yeah, yeah. So it, but, he's, he's going to look good in a Heat uniform. <laughs> he's going to be the first one to leave. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're not going to be able to keep it together, you know, forever. But got to ride it out till it ends. <laughs> I think Golden State is going to come in there and win this game. I think you know, being on TV, they have that ego, and it's good because. They don't want to be embarrassed. They don't like to be embarrassed. They barely get embarrassed. And that's why they're the best team in the league. And Houston, what Eric Gordon is doing this year is disgusting. He went from he went from not even starting to showing that he can drop 25 easily. This is what he did in college. This is what he did or you know was expected to do when he got drafted. And he's getting his opportunity. He's in his prime. He's one of the best three-point shooters in the game. The Rockets hit 17 three-pointers tonight. Eric Gordon had 30 tonight. Any given night, he'll drop 25 at least. Now, a good point to the MVP talk, and you know, if you're going to throw James Harden's name in there, which I know is pretty tough with the way LeBron's been playing, um, I guess... Giannis, you have to give him credit. You know, he's leading the league in scoring. And James Harden, look at Clint Capella. Bro, where did he come from? James Harden started playing point guard. This dude's putting up 20 and 20. Clint any Capella. Given night, bro. This guy was a, a go-get-rebounds, you know? Go play some defense. Now he's a threat, a legitimate Looking like threat. a more offensively skilled DeAndre Jordan. I was just about to bring that up. I think Clint Capello is definitely the most excited about CP3 coming because he saw what he did for DeAndre. He's like, he, it, it, yeah, in his mind, he's like, listen, I, I can, I got this. Throw it up. I got mm-hmm. this. Could you imagine trying to guard Chris Paul on a mid-range, him doing his little ISO dribble, driving past you, kicking it out to James Harden. He gets closed out, swings it to Eric Gordon. He might get closed out. All right, Trevor Ariza. Oh, everybody's on the perimeter? Give it to Clint. Oh, Ryan Anderson? Like, that's a deep team. Gerald Green. 
Gerald Green, shout out to Gerald Green. <laughs> Briante Weaver didn't. He's he's not still with them, is he? I think he was riding like a ten day. I don't think they gave him the rest of the year contract. Dude, I can't keep up with what team Briante Weaver's on. He plays for <laughs> every team. Every team. That boy on every team. You're passing him around. It's my guy though. But um, he might still be on Houston. You never know. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think they extended his contract for the rest of the year. But I mean, he's a good player. Um, yeah, I think Golden State wins this game. It'll be a good game. But like I said, being on national TV. And, and plus, I don't think Trevor Reese and Joe Green are playing. I think they're suspended. Yeah, they suspended two games. So I think that counts. That's the second game. So true. That's 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 two important pieces down. Yeah, it's gonna be a cakewalk. Damn, I forgot they got suspended. I take back my pick. Uh, I'm going Golden State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I forgot. I forgot that whole shit even went down. It slipped my mind. Now, when I mentioned this, you know, an all-star caliber player going down, I was talking about Kawhi Leonard, and we see that now this quad was never 100%. I didn't think it was, and I thought it was crazy how he even had to sit out, what did he sit out, like a month and a half, almost two months? And I thought, you know, I thought he'd be ready, but... And Pop still had them at the three seed up until recently. Minnesota oh, man. just passed Disgusting. them. Disgusting. Minnesota just passed them this week. And now they're the four seed, but the Disgusting. fact that Pop is getting this quality of play out of these guys that we've never—you never hear—you don't know who these people are. I mean, you got Powell and his what? Twenty-six, yeah, eighteen years. Like, how long has that motherfucker been in the league? I mean, and then Lamarcus went from trade talk to I got you, Pop doing his doing his thing. I mean, they Tony Parker—that's another one. I mean, still. So that little dude Murray, uh, Dijon, was it? I don't oh, know what yeah. his name. Like he just—they find these kids, man. They find these people. They know Ma- what they're doing. Manu in his fortieth season, and they're gonna still put in still minutes, balling, bro. So shout out to Pop. So we have a quote <clears throat> from Greg Popovich. He said, "When the players look right and left, they don't know who's going to be there from night to night, and it's tough to get a rhythm and get a flow for the same." Uh, Flow to the game for sure. To play with the big boys, you've got to have all your guys. So we've got to have them ready. If we think we're going to have anything to do with the end of the season, we got to go and get them back to get in that rhythm. At least, But that's, that's being a realist. Right. You know this is the catalyst of your team. You know that he's going to be the only chance you have versus... You play quite uh, a, a Kawhi Leonard less Spurs versus OKC, and I think OKC takes that serious. You know what I mean? I don't think that the Spurs have good enough team defense to stop two All Star, two All Star caliber players, and and Melo. I mean, I'm not trying to disrespect Melo, but he's not playing at an All Star level anymore. No, yeah. But still, an offensive, you know, an offensive threat nonetheless. It's just Kawhi Leonard just does so much on a defensive side that brings offense. And, yeah, they do a lot without him, and they share the ball the same. You know, they, they can play team defense, but in the, just so much better playoffs, it's the playoffs, you know. The playoffs yeah. are way different. NBA, look at Minnesota. I think a team like Minnesota has a chance to beat San Antonio if they see them in the playoffs, you know, first round or whatever the case may be. So there's that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that, that pretty much wraps things up this week. Talked about a lot. We got Championship Sunday coming up. Um, thank you guys for listening. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on the show, Justin. 
Well, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Definitely look forward to doing this again. For sure. Pleasure as always. For sure. You can follow me on Instagram at Julian Gorris on Twitter as well. On Twitter is 06 Dan. And uh, I don't know if you want to drop your at. <laughs> you good. Low key J. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Trying to hide from the camera. I ain't going outside today.